0: We're also brought to you by our Mini Helmet Contest. The SGPN Mini Helmets are now in the store, and we're giving away one for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet.
1: hi hi Jen DeGenerino is welcome back. Or welcome for the first time to an exciting episode of the MMA Gambling Podcast, the Sports Gambling Podcast number. We're still in the middle of our no UFC uh, events going on. What I'm trying to say is it's the UFC off season, so to speak. Uh, we got about four weeks off of that, but that has not stopped the true MMA degens of us from betting on fights. So we got another fight we're going to break, another fight card we're going to break down for you on this here episode. And I'm one half of... The people that are going to help you break it down um the one with the easy job who's not actually going to put his uh, neck on the line and make picks i would be jeff Chalks, fox no because i have uh, a man who watches every mma promotion in the world and knows about all these people even if they're 25 year old sumo wrestlers or if they're uh, super atom weight uh, female fighters he, he knows about all those fighters so that was last episode hopefully he knows about people in this our episode as well last episode we were in japan this episode we are going to london england to the o2 arena for a uh, cage warriors event which is also happening on new year's eve so uh let's bring in the man of the hour mr daniel gumby reeland hello yeah
0: i i didn't i don't think i had to do very much research for either of these past two fight cards because no. i know just about everybody on them there was one guy on this oh. one i had to look up and remind myself about just to remember but like we, I, I think I talked about it last time. There were three former UFC fighters on that Ryzen 4D card, um, yep. and there are four on this one. Uh, there, there are four that we're going to break down out of the five fights here.
1: Crazy. You know what I forgot to do? I forgot to ded- dedicate episode 268 to someone. It's important dedication. It's going out to Jared Vandera, who very wrongly, miscarriage of justice has been cut from the UFC. So when did that up, happen? To him. I just just came through today. He announced his departure from the UFC. Um, following a four, a five fight skid. So I'm sure it was his, his <laughs> decision to leave, right?
0: Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a that took a long time.
1: <laughs> sad. It, sad, sad, sad. So <clears throat> maybe he'll be on one of these cards that we're breaking down. Uh, so one of these regional cards we're breaking down uh, soon enough, but uh, not in this one, but this, uh, this cage Wars event does have quite a few, as Dan said, quite a few names you may know, uh, especially if you're a hardcore and you, you know, your UFC, it would be cage Wars 148 that we're speaking of. Uh, Another New Year's Eve event, uh, but since it's over in England, if you're listening to this in uh, the East Coast, North America, or Eastern time zone, 2 p.m. Eastern is the start time. Much uh, more palatable than the 4 a.m. Ryzen one we just broke down uh, yesterday's episode. Uh, This one also will be on UFC Fight Pass, so it will be easier for you to find as well. Um, The Indigo at the O2 Arena in London, England, is where it's taking place. In a cage, 12 fights. We're breaking down, what? five of them uh you want to you had a bonus pick you want to talk about as well the opener yeah i'll throw
0: that in at the end right. if you guys okay. want a a fun dog that i think you guys can uh can cash in on i will All throw right. that to you at the end of the episode so All uh right. stay tuned
1: okay we'll start off this the Flyway championship is listed topology has it listed like way down the fight card but uh, i'll go with go with what they say uh, you would think i it think would be at the top or not or
0: i think they do um so sometimes cage warriors and I, i'm not sure if they're doing this again sometimes they do a split card okay yeah. um, where where they have like uh basically a fight card a little intermission and then another fight card Okay, that
1: would make sense um yeah. and,
0: and not only would that make sense if you also look after that it, it does seem to be like a uh like a country versus country theme above that right
1: yeah, that's what they were. They were plan- I thought they were going to do a U.S. versus or Europe versus the world type of thing. So, yeah, like and kind of what they're doing. So it,
0: it does look like it kind of held through. And I think it originally was supposed to be split right on that line. And now, yeah, uh, yeah that flyweight fight, I think, is the right before the intermission.
1: All right. Well, regardless when it happens, uh, it will happen. And here is all the info you need to know on it. So it's five five minute rounds for the Cage Warriors Flyweight Championship. The champion Sam Creasy versus the challenger. Sajidul Hague, or is it Hack? Haku is Hague. Right? I think you had
0: Hague, right? Yeah, Hague. Right.
1: Yeah. Hague. Hague. I will tell you about first, uh, since he is the challenger. Superman. He's another Superman. We're running into lots and lots of Supermans. Um, but here's another one claiming to be Superman. He's 14 and five with four knockouts. He's been knocked out one time. Six and two in Cage Warriors. He's won four straight fights. He has beaten Creasy before, back in 2016 via decision. He's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. 2012, promo may debut. Two years younger than Creasy, minus 115. So he's a very slight favorite going into this fight. The champion Creasy, nickname Ure. Ure I? Ure U R A I. Sure. (laughs) You're not (laughs) helping with that at all. Yeah, I think we've talked about him and talked about the nickname before, have we not?
0: Uh, I'm pretty sure we talked about him before his last fight. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Anyhow, that's his nickname. So take it, take it as it is. Um, he's 16 and 4, Creasy. He's got four knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out three times, 11 and four in Cage Warriors. And he is their current champion. He's won five of his last six, including his last fight, uh, which was a successful defense of his title. He's an inch taller than Haig, minus 105. Go ahead.
0: So I'm going to go with the ever so slight dog here in Creasy. Uh, and mostly just because, so, so they fought before and Haig won. And if you go back to that fight and watch it, Hake looks like he's sharper on the feet uh, and he can mix in takedowns and stuff like that. I think Creasy has gotten exceptionally better over that period of time, whereas Hake may may be a little bit better of a version of himself, but not substantially better than he used to be. Um, And then the other thing I'll say about Hake, too, is like I think Hake would do fine if he leaned. Heavily on his wrestling in this fight. Like he loves to shoot a takedown, um, but like not until like two-thirds of the way through the fight. Like he'll shoot a takedown like at the end of the second round, and he'll be successful with it. And I don't know if it's that he lulled his opponent to sleep or whatever, but like if you go back earlier in his career, he used to lean on it way more. And I think like that would be a great route to trying to beat Creasy here, although Creasy does jump on submissions really well. Um And I just don't think he's going to do it enough. And now I think he's slower than Creasy on the feet. I think Creasy's got a little bit more power on the feet. He's a little bit better of a finisher. So uh, this is a tough one because they have fought before. They're familiar with one another, but I am going to go with Creasy here. I I think he just avoids enough of the wrestling. I think Hake doesn't go in with the right game plan and it winds up getting him beat.
1: A big, big dog to start things off. Exciting. (laughs) Minus one Oh five. Get in there. Well, Hey, it's fine. If you think he's going to win, that's a good number. All right. Um, You can get lots of good numbers over at our friends at WinBet's establishment. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, plus reduced juice on sides and totals for all bowl games of the day of. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now. WinBet, ready to play. Sign up today to receive a special offer, about $100, win $100, limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so you know we sent you at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And don't forget to enter the SGP Mini Helmet Contest from now until the end of the year. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. To enter, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. All right. Um, so we're thinking that's the last fight before a bit of a intermission. And then we'll break down the main card now, starting with Darren Stewart versus Guillermo Cadena. And this is at 185. So middleweight fight. Um, Cadena, is it Cadena or Sadina? It's Cadena. Cadena. C- Cadena. Yes, Cadena. Warrior, 30 and 19. Four knockouts, 15 submissions. He's been knocked out 10 times, submitted twice. He's won four straight fights all via finish. He's not lost a fight since May of 2019. This will be his Cage Warriors debut. He's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. He used to fight at lightweight and welterweight 2012 Pro May debut. He's also won no 1 0 in bare knuckle boxing. Two years younger than Stewart, three inches of reach uh, advantage on him, plus 250. The dentist. Stewart, 12 and 9 with two no contests, seven knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out one time, submitted twice, four and two in Cage Warriors. He's, won, he's, he's gone 0 and four with one no contest over his last five fights. He's not won since August of 2020. He used to fight at light heavyweight, It was a regional champ. He is an inch taller than Kanina, minus 325. This is one of the numbers that has really blown up since they first hit the board.
0: Yeah, it hasn't blown up that much since this morning. No? Uh, okay. K-
1: K- Kadena was already, two,
0: I think, 235 uh, as of this morning. So 250 is a slight bump. Um, I will say this. Uh, in watching Gearmake Kadena, because this is, I, I mentioned at the top of the show, there was one guy who I was like, I do need to do a little bit of research because I don't know if I remember this guy well enough. First of all, I'm gonna tell you that I'm absolutely perplexed that he's one and zero in bare knuckle boxing because this dude's awful on the feet. Like <laughs> he's like truly, truly, truly bad on the feet. Um, like doesn't know what he's doing. Looks like he would get knocked out by any middleweight in the UFC. Um, and at the same exact time, I think I'm gonna take him on the dog price here because he's really, really sharp on the ground. Um, so literally all he needs to do is get this fight to the ground for like a minute. And I think he can sub Darren Stewart. And the other thing about Darren Stewart too, is while while Darren Stewart does really like to box towards the end of his UFC career there, he he kind of fell in love with shooting takedowns. Um, like really weirdly. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly the fight I remember seeing him in, but he like out wrestled somebody and I was like, what the hell am I even watching? Um, so like, Will Stewart take him down? I'm not entirely sure he will. Will he take Stewart down? Also not sure he will. Um, oh, I think it was the Maki Pitolo fight. Um, Anyway, um, Dar- Darren Stewart, I think, will wind up on the ground with Kadena at some point in time. And if he does, I-, I like Kadena. He's got tons of experience. He's a good grappler. Um, He's really tricky. He goes for submissions all the time. I'm going to say I think he catches Darren Stewart. Now, with that being said, just a fair warning to anybody who's watching this and are like, what the hell was Gumby thinking? If it doesn't ever hit the ground, this pick will look extremely bad. Like, this pick will look like I, w- I had no idea what I was talking about. I understand that. I recognize that. But at the same time, I think it will.
1: All right, there you go. He put some qualifiers on there to make himself look <laughs> look better. If if he swings and misses on feet, he's really Plus bad P50.
0: at he's re- speaking of swinging and missing. He is really <laughs> bad on the feet. <laughs>
1: all right, there you go. There your qualifiers. Um. All right, we'll jump up a couple of fights. We'll go to down oh, some weight classes to Bannerweight, Tomas Granval versus Wilson Reyes. Hey. Oh, excuse me. oh, Wilson-Hais. you messed it up
0: on the first. It's been track. a while, man.
1: I haven't talked about him for a while. Hayes, you may know from his UFC career as well. All right, tell you about Grand Ball first. The Train, 10-4-1, one knockout, four submissions, never been finished in a fight. This is his Rising, not Rising, excuse me, Cage Warriors debut. 2012 was his MMA debut. He's nine years younger than Hayes, three inches taller, two inches of reach over him, minus 110. Hayes, 25-12 and 12 with 11 submissions. He's been knocked out five times, submitted once, 2-0 in Cage Warriors. He did win his last fight. That was his only win over his last three. He's gone two and three over his last five. He used to fight at flyweight, used to fight at featherweight. Now he's right in the middle. He went seven and six in the UFC and five and four in Bellator. He was the elite XC champion, if anyone remembers that. The old school heads will remember that. He was the inaugural band weight champion there. He also was a regional champion. 2007 was his pro MMA debut. He also was the BJJ champ multiple times over. And you can get him for minus 115 in this fight.
0: So I, I'm going to go with Hayes here. Uh, okay. Over Grunval In what I've seen of Grunval He kind of is He's like a, a Poor man's Makwan Khani, Uh, Is a good way to think of him He It's not that he can't strike But it's that it's so obvious He would rather be grappling That sometimes his striking suffers From the fact that he wants to grapple so bad uh, Additionally too like He's one of those guys who is so desperate to grapple from time to time that he shoots from like seven miles away. um, And like really needs to chain things together and like work hard for those submissions. And for those who don't remember watching Wilson Hayes fight in the UFC, he is a really talented grappler and he's very physically strong. Like, I can't stress that enough. He's built like, you know, like a, a soda can, right? Like he, he's a refrigerator, Of maybe a mini fridge because he's he's 125 or 135 pounds most of the time, but like he's way too strong for Grandval to just be like chaining a three part or four part takedown together to get him. Um, so like without it being somebody who can like knock him out, I I don't think I don't think Grandval has a lot of choices of what he can do in this fight. I mean, I guess he could try to like pick him apart from the outside, but as we've kind of seen with with wilson hayes over the years like he is not a bad boxer and he gets in your face and he kind of bullies you he's got his good ground game in his own right i just don't see a path for granval to beat him in the striking uh and i don't think he's gonna get enough grappling going so i'm I'm gonna go with wilson hayes here
1: all right hayes is the pick um we also uh, another place that you can make picks at sure we'll say that Bad transition, but we're going to talk about Underdog Fantasy because we are brought <laughs> to you by Underdog Fantasy. Our underdog, the season never ends. Right now, you can play their weekly battle royale games or even draft your playoff best ball team. They also have a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL. Plus, when you use promo code SGPN at UnderdogFantasy.com, you get 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. All right. Um, what are we going to move on to now? Let's move on to. Nothing but championship fights going forward. Co-main event for the Cage Warriors Light Heavyweight Championship. It is vacant still, right? One of the men fighting for it vacated originally, I believe, right? Yes. Uh,
0: yes. This was Mudestas Bukoskis' yes. title. He vacated to go to the UFC. They have not given away it again, and now he fights for it. <laughs> He's back.
1: It. Yep. So Modestus Bukoskis, who is on Dan's Top Turtle MMA podcast this week, so make sure you listen to that. Good interview. He's fighting Chuck Campbell. And this is for the light heavyweight championship, as we mentioned. Uh, Campbell, 5-1 one with one no contest, two knockouts to his credit. He's never been finished in a fight. He's 2-0 in Cage Warriors. He won three straight fights, the last one via TKO. He went 2-1 in Bellator. He's a man of mystery. I don't know his age. His age is not listed anywhere online that I can find. I assume he's older than Koskis or don't you know?
0: I would guess he's older than Bukoskis, despite the fact he has way less experience. Yeah, he looks older, and Bukoskis is a young
1: dude. Yep, he is. Uh, Campbell is an inch taller and has half an inch of reach, so basically that's a wash. Plus 200, Bukoskis, the Baltic Gladiator, 12 and 5, eight knockouts, two submissions, but knocked out three times, submitted once. He was six and one in Cage Warriors and the former champion. Uh, he did win his last fight. He went one and three in the UFC. Used to fight at middleweight, was a regional champ uh, on top of his cage warrior championship, and he's minus 245 for this fight.
0: So first of all, uh, I put the intern on it while you were talking and uh, was able to find Chuck Campbell's age. He is 39. Oh, he's um, an old guy. He is 11 years older than Um The First of all, that's that's a new piece of information for me, but it makes me feel even better about Bukoskis because this is yep. not – Campbell's not a guy who's like coming into his own. At this age, he is, uh, you know, he's he's really talented. He strikes well. Uh, but one of the things I don't like about what I've seen from Campbell is he takes a really long time for his hands to reset after he throws a combination. Like he, his, he, you can tell he like doesn't come from a boxing background because like when when a you know a guy who's started in boxing or has lots of boxing training throws hands, their hands immediately retreat to their chin. Uh, to protect from the counter. He just doesn't do that. So I, I worry about that for him because in a fight with Bukaskis, first of all, Bukaskis is not a bad counter striker. Maybe it's not his best part, but he's not a bad counter striker. So if Bukaskis is on the offense and is pushing forward in looking for the takedowns, the takedowns are going to be there. He's going to take down Chuck Campbell and he's going to win the fight on the ground, ground and pound style. If Campbell is able to turn the tides and be the one pressuring forward, he's still in danger because he doesn't protect himself enough from a counter against a good counter puncher like Modestus Bukowskis. So I personally think Bukoskis is going to be moving forward and get the pressure on him the way that he needs to. But even if he doesn't, I still think Bukoskis has kind of an easy time here with Campbell.
1: All right. Minus 245. He's going chalky again here. Uh, brings us to, hey, he's got a common way season. Uh, brings us to our main event, which is for the Cage Warriors middleweight championship, Christian Leroy Duncan versus Jesse Taylor. A name you, the old school MMA fans may remember. Uh, <laughs> you, you may know him as JT Money though. Um, oh God. <laughs> JT, yeah. 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 Uh, he, he's 33 and 16. He being JT Money. Six knockouts, 18 submissions. He's been submitted himself 15 times. So all of his losses except for one have come via submission. So he's been submitted 15 times and lost via decision once. Uh, he's 2-1 in Cage Warriors. He used to be the champion of Cage Warriors. He's won two straight fights, both via submission. However, he's not fought in over a year. It was November of 2021 when he last fought. 1-1 one one in the UFC. 7-0 oh, over two seasons of the Ultimate Fighter and the champion of one season. I think I saw that he has the most wins in the Ultimate Fighter history. which That makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, 7.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, he also what got uh, drug... He filled a drug test, and he also put his fist through a what? Uh, car window. Limo limo window, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's uh he kind of squandered his UFC chances. Um, what a one. That's the best
0: season of the Ultimate Fighter ever, (laughs) by the way. I'm not.
1: I'm not kidding. That's actually not all. I I think I watched it.
0: Tough seven. Tough seven is the best season of tough. It's so good.
1: There you go. Don't at Dan. Don't say, don't at him. if you You're going to at me on that. One. I'm very passionate about it. I'm ready. <laughs> right. I'm ready to debate you. <laughs> at him uh, uh, about tough seven. Sure. Um, he's going to be Vreeland or on, in our Discord. at uh, sportsgamingpockets.com slash Discord. All right. Uh, Taylor, one-on-one World Series fighting 0-2 in Strikeforce. Used to fight at welterweight and light heavyweight. He's got multiple region championships on his mantle. Yes, as well as Cage Warrior. So he does have a lot of championships. Um, 2006 Pro May debut, plus 400. Christian Leroy Duncan, 7-0, five knockouts, one submission. 7-0 and in Cage Warrior. So all of his fights have been there under their banner. Three straight wins via finish. He is the current the, the champion at middleweight. He's already defended his title once. 12 years younger than JT Money. An uh, inch taller than him. Don't have reach info for him, unfortunately. Minus 550. I do have that number, though. Go ahead.
0: So so first of all, I would say I, I, when I saw this posted, I'm a little bit worried that Jesse Taylor might have something to answer or, or something to give trouble to Chris Leroy Duncan in the grappling department. Because Duncan, for those of you who have not seen, is a very explosive striker. Big flying knees, spinning back fists. You know, like he, he can knock you out with anything. Um, explosive is all hell. And the, the type of guy you always worry about against somebody like that is a grinder like Jesse Taylor. Yeah. Here's the, here's the reason I'm not tempted on the Jesse Taylor line though, is Jesse Taylor's won twice since he got let go from the UFC after winning the ultimate fighter and testing positive for steroids. He's won two times in MMA since then that was in 2017. Okay. So in the last five and a half years, He's won twice. Once he beat Seth Basinski. You remember Seth of course. Yeah. One time he beat Seth Bazinski, And the other time he beat this guy named Daniel McWilliams. Which, by the way, is a great name. Daniel mm, McWilliams. Yeah, it is. He's That dude is 18 and 47 in MMA. So, like, the only people Jesse Taylor has beaten as of late are people who are terrible in MMA at this point in time. Or so over the hill... That, like, they got nothing left. So I think the youth and athleticism still gives me enough faith in Chris Leroy Duncan. Also, intern just updated me. Daniel, the animal Mick Williams's record has now been updated <laughs> to 18 and 50. He's now 18 and 50. Uh, for,
1: the, for those of you who are he's wondering. An animal, though.
0: Yeah, he's an animal. 18 and 50. Um, So, like, I, I'm not running out there to throw Christopher Leroy Duncan in a parlay at negative 550. Um, because that's a huge number. It's not gonna boost your party enough. And I think there is a clear path to victory for Jesse Taylor. I'm also just not like tempted enough to throw money on Jesse Taylor. There are dogs I like more on this card. You know, I mentioned Kadena um fighting Darren Stewart. That's a dog I'd rather throw that money on. Um and plus, like he he could just come out looking like a pathetic version of himself because like we we haven't really seen him fight, uh, as of late. So yeah, give me, you know, gun to my head, pick. give me, uh, give me Duncan here.
1: All right. Um, recap his picks. He being Gumby, Duncan, Bukoskis, Hayes as a slight favorite, uh, Kadena as a pretty big underdog, but he put a lot of qualifiers on that. And then, Creasy has a very slight underdog and you have a bonus pick for us. Someone that you spoke to this week.
0: Yeah, I I talked to uh, Orlando Prince uh, leading into uh, on top turtle leading into his fight this week against Samuel Bark. And and I'm uh, first of all, after I or leading into the interview, I was going to do with him. I did a whole bunch of watching of some of his old fights and the dude is damn impressive on the map right? Like this dude is a jujitsu specialist, which you rarely ever see coming out of the Netherlands. Um, He's a black belt in jujitsu coming out of the Netherlands. And he comes from a kickboxing background before his jujitsu. So like, he's kind of a fun prospect in that way. I I think the only reason he's a massive dog here is he's coming off a loss to Tom Mearns. And when I watched that fight, I was like, ah, maybe he's not as good of a prospect as I thought he was. And then he sort of clued me in like, He had not been training prior to that. They asked him to take the fight last second. Um, He had some injuries and and there was like a whole bunch of things leading up to it. And the biggest reason he took it was he was afraid cage warriors was going to take his contract away. You know, he's only a three and O pro leading into that fight. He thought they were going to take the contract away. So he went out there and he fought and he didn't look good. And now he's getting, you know, full training camp up against a guy who he kind of likes to work in the clinch. And hasn't really fought anybody of note to my, at least in my opinion. And if he's going to work in the clinch against Orlando Prince, I think he's going to wind up grappling with them. I think it's going to be a mistake. And with all that being said, you know, Prince right now betting off at plus 400. So just as like a, a kind of uh, ace in the hole pick here to round out the show. I think you could do a lot worse than playing Orlando Prince at plus 400. He's a way better play than somebody like, JT Money, uh, who you're getting at basically the same price.
1: And the Top Turtle um Top Turtle curse, it doesn't exist, right? So we're it, saying it's that
0: jinx that jinx is dead. <laughs> if if you go back and look at hang on a second. now I now I gotta put the internet on it. If you go back and look at the shows Oh no, Juliana Rosa and Brian Battle was our last UFC show. Oh, really? <laughs> maybe no maybe do look at that one.
1: <laughs> maybe the curse is back. We'll but wait. Billy Quarantillo was on the one before that. Yeah, He looks damn good. And, it, and it's a dog. Come on. What do you want? What do you want from him? All right. Yeah, come on. What was the number I, you said? What was plus the number? Whoa. What's he doing? What are you having plus 400 people on your show? Come on. I, you can better than that.
0: I, I have the faith.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, so that is Cage Warriors. Make sure you check that out and get in the Discord and chat with us. I'm sure there will be some Degens in there betting on it and talking about it on New Year's eve day oh, and, um, and we've lesson. now
0: and we've now given you picks for four different events going down on right. uh Day. uh yep. you can you can watch Octagon 38 you can watch Cage Warriors 148 you can watch Ryzen 40 and you can watch Bellator versus Ryzen all on the same day I think I've given you so I've given you 21 picks off of there one of them sadly has fallen through yeah uh and it's not happening the main event to Octagon uh is no longer Mossack uh, Mossack pulled out of that fight. He's no longer in it uh, or no Mossack still in the fight. He's fighting Gustavo Lopez, but uh, he's no longer fighting the Danish dude. He was set to fight. Um, but Gustavo Lopez, another UFC guy uh, in that fight against Philip Mossack now. So, uh, yeah, now you've got. Now that that fight is gone, I've now given you 20 picks that I like for, for wow. New Year's Day. There's a lot oh, you guy. can do with There's a lot you can do with that.
1: Except don't bet on New Year's Day because it's New Year's Eve day, is what he's trying to tell you. So.
0: Right, right. i yes. one of those
1: two. Yeah, Get your yeah. picks in early. All right. Um, we'll be back. We'll be coming back again. We're coming back on New Year's Day, I guess, right? To yeah, recap Sunday. everything. Yeah. All right. We'll be back on Sunday to recap and look ahead uh, to the new year. Um we told you about Discord. We told you about SGP and MMA, is is our Twitter handle, the like Gumby Runs. He's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm at Jeff Fox Writer. Um, we both write for SportsGamblingPodcast.com, so make sure you check out all the articles there. Uh, we told you about Top Turtle. I run a uh, MMA site called moneymma.substack.com. Give that a subscribe and check out my stuff on there. And if you like our podcast and you've listened this, this far, make sure you give us a, a rate and review us on whatever you listen to us on. So that's all I got for you. I'm going to let Gumby take you home on our last show of 2022.
0: All right, I'm David gumby Freeland. He's JT Money Jeff Fox. And we will see you in the new year.